I'm here to tell you today that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Dr. Tony Evans says there's only one way to escape the flaws and failures that keep us trapped. Only if you continue in his word. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Toxic relationships, alcohol, social media, gaming, these are only a few of the things people can get addicted to. Well, today, Dr. Evans points out that while people fall into all kinds of different traps, the spiritual issues that keep us stuck are often the same. Let's join him as he explains. Many of God's children are spiritual POWs, trapped in a sin that they have been unable to break, trapped in a situation that is contrary to the will and word of God from which they have not been able to escape. Whether it is alcoholism, or drugs, or pornography, or gluttony, or profanity, whether it is lashing out in anger and wrath and inability to control one's temper, they find themselves caught and unable to get out. And what many are discovering is that going to church hadn't solved their problem. Praying hasn't released them from it. I want to talk about the consequence of addiction that shreds minds, ruins souls, kills relationships because you find yourself caught. And even if that's not you, There is somebody in your circle of influence who finds themselves addicted. The biblical word for what the world calls addiction is stronghold. Because the biblical word stronghold is referring to the spiritual nature of the addiction. A stronghold is a spiritually based addiction. Which means, if you try to fix an addiction, which is really a stronghold, without the right spiritual connection, you can't be released from it because you haven't dealt with the core issue that's behind it. So you just deal with the thing itself. We're living in a time when people find themselves stuck. Now my concern is not for the person who's stuck and wants to be, because I can't help you. Even the most spiritual person in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, struggled with something he couldn't shake. In Romans chapter 7, verses 14 to 24, Paul says he was doing things he did not want to do. He said he told himself, you shouldn't do it, He said, the willing was there. I was really serious, but the ability to pull it off wasn't. I kept promising God I'm not going to do it again. I kept promising God I struggled between my flesh and my salvation. And the two were not getting along. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and gave him life, 
the Bible says he came up from his tomb tied up in his hands and his feet. Just because he had life didn't mean he was free. Jesus had to say, y'all got to loose him and let him go. I gave him life, but he needs freedom. So it is possible to have come to Christ, have eternal life, and still not yet be free from whatever the stronghold or spiritual addiction happens to be. And so this thing called stronghold, spiritual addictions, is spiritual slavery in some category of life, which is why he calls it in verse 14, a slave to sin. How does this stronghold or spiritual addiction, whatever category it is, occur? Because understanding the cause will lead us to the cure. When you're sick and you go to the doctor, he's going to try to find the cause so he can give you the right cure. Many of us are trying to cure the wrong cause. So we're medicating something that's not the problem and wonder why we're not getting healthier spiritually. To understand this, stay with me here, I want you to follow me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we all need this, either for ourselves or for someone else. And so it is critical that you understand this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 2 says, I ask that when I am present, I need not to be bold with the confidence with which I propose to be courageous against some who regard us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The problem of addiction, a sin that has mastered you or us or me, the problem of addiction has to do with a lofty thing. You see that phrase? He says, this lofty thing in verse 5 has been raised up against the knowledge of God. So let me define the lofty thing. The Greek word lofty, a synonym for it is partition. You go to a room, we have classrooms that have a partition down the middle. You can open it or you can close it. If we want to have two classrooms in the same space, we close the partition. This partition is lofty. It goes from the floor to the ceiling and we close it to divide the room so that we can have two separate classes as opposed to having one bigger class. So we divide it through a lofty thing. Now, the reason we divide the room is so the information in this half of the room doesn't cross over to the meeting in that half of the room. 
We want the content to be separated so that one room is not interfering with another room. What Paul is saying is the reason why we stay defeated is because of our partition in the mind. There is a blockage in the mind. He says speculations and thoughts raised up, petitioned out against the knowledge of God. So what the enemy does is he sets up a partition in the mind so that the truth of God can't get through. And because he partials off your thinking, your speculation, and your thoughts, no matter how many sermons you hear, it can't cross over to the other room. Because the other room is filled with contradictory information that the enemy doesn't want the knowledge of God to cross over into. He calls this other information in the other half of the room, your mind, he calls that information knowledge and speculation against the knowledge of God. So the lofty thing is contradicting what God says, what God thinks, so that it doesn't go all the way through. So what happens is that the enemy is able to keep the truth of God from fully infiltrating your thought patterns so that you have victory one moment and defeat another moment. This blocking through a lofty thing keeps what he calls in verse 4 the fortress, prison, or tomb operating. So the moment you think you're getting out, you find out you're still in. Because it didn't cross over. It, it did, the partition made sure it didn't cross over. Now the biblical word for this lofty thing is double-mindedness. Double-mindedness. Double to mind thought thinking in two different directions at the same time. Partition. It is the job of Satan to keep you thinking in two ways at the same time. He doesn't mind you getting God's thoughts on Sunday as long as in the other room you have his thoughts on Monday. Because if he can get you to have God's thoughts on Sunday but get his thoughts on Monday, he can keep God's thoughts from penetrating the whole of you. Therefore, God's thoughts don't last long. So in order for the penetration of God's truth to bring victory in the area of the stronghold due to the vice grip of sin that has been amplified by Satan and demons, in order for that to be overcome, that wall must be taken down in order that the fortress, the prison, might be destroyed not remodeled. Dr. Evans will return to tell us about that deconstruction process in just a moment. First, though, today's message is part of his powerful sermon collection, Let Go, Let God. This seven-lesson set explores ways to hold on when you feel like giving up. 
You'll discover how to weather the storms of life and how to reverse the consequences of spiritual failures. No matter what circumstances you're facing, Let Go, Let God will show you how to get your life headed in a new and more hopeful direction. If you request a copy of this audio collection for yourself on CD or MP3, we'll include two special bonuses, one copy each of Tony's popular books, 30 Days to Overcoming Emotional Strongholds and 30 Days to Overcoming Addictive Behavior. Over the course of the month, the insight found in these two books can help you break free from destructive patterns that have infected your relationships with others and with God. Just visit TonyEvans.org today for details on this special package offer, or call us at 1-800-800-3222, where our resource team members are ready to assist with your request. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or by phone, any time of the day or night, 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans will come back with more of today's message right after this. Get ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Dr. Tony Evans is taking you on a cruise from November 9th through the 16th. Join Dr. Evans for inspirational insights, powerful sermons, and of course, the unmatched beauty of the Mexican Riviera. Visit TonyEvans.org to book your voyage. Cruise ship destinations include Cabo San Lucas, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Enjoy and explore. How do we begin now to remove the petition so there is no longer a division in the mind so that now God's knowledge flows through and the fortress is destroyed and all the speculation that's holding me hostage. He says in John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. You only are going to be freed by the truth. Now, nobody will disagree with that, so let me say it another way. You will only be freed by the truth, not what you believe to be true. We got folk running around here talking about, I know my truth. No, no, no. It's not what you believe to be true. He's not talking about a truth, some truth, your truth. He's talking about the truth. And one of the reasons people stay in strongholds is because they're living on a truth or their truth or some TV program's truth or some cultural truth and not the truth. The absolute standard by which reality is revealed. Today we live in a world of information but little truth. We appeal to our feelings, which are changing all the time. Our reason, which is uncertain, and our moral instincts, which are different from person to person. Ah, but there's something else. He just said, if you will continue in my word, if you hang out there, if you bring your sin you're dealing with and you lay it before the word and you lay it before the word. Lord, this is what I'm dealing with, but I'm reading your word. I'm taking this word. I'm taking this word. I'm taking that 15 minutes, that 30 minutes every day. And I'm going to get this thing till you get it down in me. And my soul begins to grab hold of it and wraps itself around it. He says, the truth will make you free. But look at another verse, because when you look at verse 36, So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. 
Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we, we got a little issue here. In the first one, the truth will make me free. But in the second one, the son sets me free. In the first one, I'm free. But in the second one, I'm free indeed. So what's the difference between being made free and being set free? And what's the difference between being free and free indeed? What's the difference here? If somebody comes and you're in jail and comes up to you and says, someone has just posted bail for you. You're going to shout. You're going to applaud. Somebody has paid what you need to get out. You're going to say, yeah, 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 I'm free, but you're still in jail. You're free because bail has been posted, but you're not out. But you are free because once you post bail that has been accepted, you're free. But then they got to do paperwork. They got to do the paperwork. So, so there is often a gap between legally being free and being out. The word of God post bail. But the son has the key to the lock. The bail makes you free. The sun sets you free. In other words, it is not merely the knowledge of the Bible. It is the relationship with the author that produces the experience of the freedom that you have. You know, I I love uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It says it's alive. The book is alive. It's a book, but it's alive. Now, let me tell you what the book does according to Hebrews 4.12. He says in Hebrews 4.12, the book, the word of God, when taken in, will divide soul and spirit. The reason why we stay trapped in certain things is because the soul and spirit are not divided. They're all mixed up. They're all all intertwined because uh, things have not been separated. So that which is God is God and that which is not is not. So we didn't got it all mixed together. But he says when the word of God does its cutting, it separates the soul and the spirit so that they become two distinct realities and you know what's what. See, Paul was struggling with, how can I not want to do this and do it? I'm confused. I, I, I can't make sense of that. He says the word of God, shoom. Cuts between the two, so the two are segmented. But then after he says that, he comes to verse 13 and he says, and all things are laid bare before his eyes. So in verse 12, he's talking about the word of God, but in verse 13, he's talking about his eyes. So he takes the word written and God the person and when the living word connects with the written word in your heart, soul and mind, not only is bail posted but Jesus comes with a key and when the son sets you free you are free indeed guess what indeed is Luke 24 34 says when Jesus rose from
from the dead, they said he has risen indeed. Why did they have to say indeed? Because Jesus Christ never stopped living after he died on the cross. After Jesus died on the cross, he was very much alive on Saturday as he was on Friday. In fact, the scripture says that on Saturday, he went to Sheol to preach victory to the souls that had died. So Jesus Christ was as alive on Saturday as he was on Friday. But his body on Saturday was still laying in the tomb. He was spiritually alive, but he was not physically alive yet. But as the preacher would say, early on Sunday morning, just a little while before day, Jesus got up so that what was already true became visible. What was already real, you could see it. It's one thing to be in jail and to hear somebody's posted bail. It's a whole bunch of other stuff when folks see you walk out of the jail house and see that you are free. Jesus made his freedom visible on Sunday morning. If you haven't experienced the freedom that comes from having your sins forgiven and your life turned completely around, drop by TonyEvans.org today. Click on the link at the very top of the homepage that says Jesus. There, Tony will explain exactly what it means to become a real Christian and connect you with information and some free resources to help you start your new life in Christ. Don't wait. Drop by TonyEvans.org today. And while you're there, don't forget to pick up your copy of Tony's audio collection, Let Go, Let God. As I mentioned earlier, all seven full-length messages in this collection are yours as our thank you gift when you make a contribution to help keep the alternative coming your way. And included with this offer, for a limited time, are two of Tony's helpful books, 30 Days to Overcoming Emotional Strongholds and 30 Days to Overcoming Addictive Behavior. Just contact us at TonyEvans.org to request them before time runs out. Or give us a call day or night at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our resource team members help you. That's 1-800-800-3222 or online at TonyEvans.org. When you feel like giving up, you better have something more reliable than willpower to keep you from throwing in the towel. Dr. Evans says it's available, and he'll tell you how to get it tomorrow. Right now, though, he's back with a final story to wrap up our time together today. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But folk in Texas didn't find out about it till June 19th, 1865. So there was a gap between legal freedom and the experience of freedom. Not because the proclamation hadn't been signed, it was because folk didn't know about it. So one reason you can stay a slave is because nobody told you how to be free. Oh, but there's another way you can stay a slave. Somebody can tell you that you are free, but you've gotten so used to living on the plantation that you don't exercise the freedom that you have. So a lot of folks stayed in slavery who had been set free because they had gotten so used to being there, they didn't want to take the risk of freedom. On the cross, Jesus signed your emancipation proclamation. And everybody who trusts Christ is redeemed. But Satan doesn't want you to know that. 
He wants a petition up in your mind so that you don't believe you can walk in freedom. But I'm here to tell you today that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. But only if you continue in his word. You continue in his word, you call on the Son, and then you can declare like a great man a few years ago in 1963 in Washington, D.C., free at last, free at last. I thank God Almighty with my stronghold, I'm free at last. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 